0: Los Espookies is a comedy on HBO. We're here to discuss the first episode of the second season called Los Espiritos en El Cementerio, The Spirits in the Cemetery, which came out September 16th. Welcome to the podcast where we examine the latest installment of a different series every show. You're listening to today's episode. If you're a linguophile, you'll probably like this show. This feels like it's purposefully made to teach Americans Spanish.
1: And you know, when I took Spanish class in my high school, uh, they actually played a TV show that was made for that specific purpose.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was gonna compare it to is that those old educational TV shows, the ones where they're basically like, can you eat this? Like, let (laughs) me eat the banana. Or like, can we go out and play at the beach? You know, that type of stuff. Yeah, That's kind of how they speak here. Like the English, or sorry, the Spanish that they use is so simple it's purposefully made for us to just be learning it as you're watching it.
1: And how much of it is Spanish and how much of it is English? About
0: 70% Spanish, and then you get the English subtitles. And then the 30% that's English is usually in the U.S. when Fred Armisen is being a valet. Uh-huh. And they always subtitle it in Spanish. Right. So,
1: right? So yeah. you learn this? And, and as... You kind of hinted earlier, the cast itself are both bilingual, like all of them. And it seems like Losa Spookies, like we watch There's more than two characters, though. N- no, I know, but like the whole entire crew, It just. I remember we watched the pilot like a month ago, and I was like, oh, you know, it might be like get mixed reviews, maybe some positive reviews. It's, it's a Fred Armisen type show, so you're going to get what you get. It's right. like the no.
0: artsy, quirky this fool Portlandia documentary now, he always has sort of a weird niche that he's appealing to, Right, but I feel because they're using such simple language and also because it's on a platform like HBO that they're really trying to make it uh, available
1: for everybody like something that everyone would like to jump into however the plot is nonsense right it seems like fred armison made this show and just decided to cast a ton of his friends with him not just like, fred armison but lauren michaels and right. and then also the cast though what do you mean by
0: a bunch of his friends because these people i don't think he hangs out with. oh on no, the regular. no no I,
1: I think he does like it seems like whenever they're doing the cast interviews they all, all seem to like vibe very well with each other but you some have- of these kids are like
0: pretty young compared to him like i just don't see them hanging out in the same crowd normally well no, but they are all
1: stand-up comedians. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I know that uh, Bernardo Velasco, I think he plays the
0: main, like, ringo He plays director. Ronaldo, the main leader of the group, Los Spookies, Andres, Ursula, uh, Tati, Tico. Well, Tico is Fred Armisen's character and he's just about to join Los Spookies. <laughs> you know, Up right. until now, he hasn't been part of that group. But they basically are a ragtag, group of friends who complete these odd jobs for people routinely that involve hauntings. So like they do fake, they dress up in outfits or makeup and they like spook people to try to uh, prove something. But they don't always do that. Like the first scene of this episode was, or the second scene of this episode was them taking a job where one of them dressed up as an ugly version of Shakira. So that they could, when they unveiled a statue that looked like that ugly version of Shakira, <laughs> it wasn't as shocking. Yeah, she came out and she was like, "I see, this is how I actually look without the makeup." And it was supposed to be, I think, a connection with the Ronaldo statue that right, came out in like twenty fourteen, yeah. which I didn't know. But once they replaced it, they made his like his dick really big in the <laughs> in the in the new model, and so people keep touching it when they take pictures with it. So now it's like really, like obviously, you can't you can't see the actual penis, but like it's been buffed up by people's hands. So it's like removed the first coat of paint. So everything else is bronze except for that part, which is shiny.
1: So just to be clear, this isn't like Ash vs. The Evil Dead where there's actually a horror element to it, right? Like it's supposed to just be very low budget. No, there's there's
0: nothing scary. They're supernatural for sure. The first scene, we see this uh, Spanish beauty pageant Mm -hmm. and it's Miss Puerto Rico and the lights go out and she's dead. Okay. Just suddenly? Okay. Yeah, her name is Karina and she keeps on haunting the main character, Ronaldo, for the rest of the episode, whether they be um, at a grocery store or when he's dreaming or when he's outside of his house. He keeps on having this vision of her as a ghost, but when he talks to people about it, they dismiss it because she doesn't look like a typical ghost. She She's dressed up in her um, her beauty contest outfit when she, what she died in, and they insist on going to the cemetery where she's buried, but the cemetery, uh, the groundskeeper there, is kind of a weirdo as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: kind of a non-binary person named Oliver Twix, who doesn't like telling people where they've been, where their relatives have been buried because they just want to sit and watch TV all day. So they hire Los Spookies to haunt the graveyard <laughs> and tell some of the family members who are grieving that all their loved ones wanted to be buried in random places that no one knew where they were because <laughs> they didn't know where they actually wanted to be buried. And by doing this, that stops the complaining of to the groundskeeper. And so then that's why they then find out where Karina's buried.
1: Very crazy. That's a, yeah, that's, a, that's an insane. Plot. It's what convoluted. Was, was like, the graveyard cool? Because a lot of the cast said that was their favorite thing to shoot in the whole entire season. Like the graveyard sequences.
0: The graveyard sequences being cool? I, yeah. the, the only thing where they went in wires. Okay, so like they all went into ghost outfits. Where you could barely see their faces, and then they were all strung up by wires, so mm-hmm. they were pulled up, and then the family members just heard them talking. So they that's how they look like, like, like levitate. Like
1: so that's how they were basically able. Yes, to, like, they were levitating. levitating. Yeah.
0: The graveyard itself was a very small part of the episode, though, because everybody had their own individual plot. For instance, Tati who's like, I think the strangest of all of them, uh, Ursula's sister. Well, actually it's a toss up between Andres and Tati. Mm -hmm. Uh, She though has married Andres' ex-boyfriend because apparently in the first season, Andres was about to get married to Juan Carlos and then Juan Carlos is tricked into marrying Tati instead. And so Tati wears a shock collar to work. Then she goes home and she actually thinks that she's married to Juan Carlos. So she's trying to make it work. But Ursula's like, you do know this marriage is a sham. Here's your marble. Uh, to which Tati says, you're a lifesaver, takes the marble, eventually eats it. Eats it? Yeah, I don't know what's up with her. She just is a strange <laughs> Crazy, character. Yeah. And Andres is able to connect with the spirit world. Like, he at one point channels the moon to help him find his earring. Wait, like, what, loses, like the moon is able to like help? he just draws a little moon in the star and then suddenly he's talking to a person and he's like i know i'm always asking you for favors but can you help me find my, <laughs> my earring and she's like okay he actually has a monster in him like there's a
1: water demon right.
0: also in him
1: right i know because the water demon this is what i mean by i think it was just like kind have of a lot of friends just getting together because they cast just one of their friends to play the water demon okay well
0: she just she wasn't in this episode but i saw her in the next episode she's going to be applying for a job somewhere they had a promo for Yes. And then Ronaldo, besides being haunted by Karina, he also goes to this bachelor. No, sorry, not a bachelorette party, but a um, baby shower by, for a man who has a mustache <laughs> in, in some sort of strip club joint. Right. Yeah. And then uh, as far as Andres's storyline, he's living at Ronaldo's. I told you he lo- lost his earring and Ursula. She keeps on getting lured into this company that wants to brainwash her. She keeps on getting calls from them saying that she's won a prize and she ignores the calls until finally they send out a flyer uh, that says free radical queer vegan tarot book swap. And she gets looped in by that and she goes to visit them and then gets locked in a room. And then they start exposing her to this like twelve hour, uh, bunch of flashing lights and stuff. You know the brainwashing yeah, stuff. Hypnotic, and right. Yeah, Yeah, but nothing happens. She's able to like dissuade it. And when they realize that, they're like, "She's the chosen one. She's the double L." Okay. I don't know if that's supposed to be lesbian or I don't know I, what the L stands for. I have to
1: ask who is the who has the most grounded storyline. Fred Armisen.
0: So Fred Armisen's storyline <laughs> yeah. is that he is in California working as a valet, and the first thing that happens to him in this episode is that all the keys are knocked over. So no, they don't know where which tickets go to which car and so he beautiful minds it he like looks at each one and he's able to like remember every single placing but just as he finishes it up someone walks up with like a tesla which is able to park itself Mm -hmm. and says i don't need a valet and then suddenly all the valets lose their job because they have a meeting and it's like (laughs) Everybody's having self-driving cars now, so it doesn't matter. And so now he has to move back to Mexico.
1: Oh, so that wasn't the payoff. That's like, that was just the beginning of
0: the story? Well, it was happened near the end of the episode where he oh, decides okay. to move back, but he comes back home and he loses his wife because he's lost his job. She immediately just jumps him, leaves. His 32-year-old daughter is very sassy and doesn't want to go, but because she's living there, he's like, we're going back to Mexico. And she's like, fine, but I don't want to speak Spanish. And now he's going to join Los Spookies and be part of their crew, I guess, for the next little while so last season it was all about them moving i think to california for a little bit Mm -hmm. from what i got from the previously to meet with this director who got stuck in a mirror world yeah this sounds like I'm a crazy no, person.
1: No, 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 I know. I, it's, I Like, when I was doing research for it, it just seems that way. And, and it seems like the next episode, like I said, some cast members were like, yeah, the graveyard sequence was my favorite thing to shoot this season. The next episode, which is called the BBs, I think, every single cast member was talking about how fun that episode was. And that was probably their either second favorite thing to shoot or favorite thing to shoot. So are you going to watch the rest of the season? No, I don't think this is that type of show where you, like, binge it or you watch it, like, continuously. I think
0: it's when it's on, and it doesn't matter when you tune in. You kind of just pay attention to it. Uh, The only other plot line that I really didn't talk about, uh, besides the guy with the mustache at the baby shower, was the Juan Carlos uh, storyline, which is that he is still definitely gay. He keeps on pulling out this magazine to do his business in, but then Tati walks in, about with the Marvels thing and so right. he wants to be a dutiful husband so he's like asking how she is and then she leaves and he pulls out the magazine again so yeah I don't understand why they tricked him into a marriage that he doesn't want to be a part of or why Tati wears a shock collar to work like they shock her every time she needs to move a PowerPoint slide right, with a see, dog collar that. Yeah, you saw that yeah. um, and so yeah even though Ronaldo is supposed to be the main character he it's really an ensemble performance Andres uh, I don't know if I made it clear but he is very self-absorbed he's very um, like he 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 doesn't even understand how grocery
1: stores work Mm -hmm. because he's never had to shop for himself. You said you don't have to watch the episodes in order, but does it have a story arc?
0: I think the storyline for this season is going to be between Fred Armisen joining Los of Spookies and then getting kicked out of it. Mm -hmm. I keep on calling him that because that's who I I know, but his name is Tico in case people are wondering. And uh, the other storyline is obviously we're gonna find out this beauty pageant, what happened to Karina, why she's being haunted. The, the question here is, like, if they're performing all these weird Losa Spookies tasks where they're pretending to be haunted or po- right. or, or poltergeist, what was it, um, possessed and stuff, then why does that actually exist in a way? Because there definitely is a supernatural aspect. So it's like they're not only faking it, but there's also real stuff that they don't end up
1: actually fighting does that make sense yeah no you're asking basically why are they doing fake stuff when actual supernatural things are going on and it doesn't matter like in the end it's like Portlandia where like something might happen in a scene but then in the next scene like it just wipes it all away it's funny that you keep mentioning Portlandia because the person that plays Taddy Anna Fabrega she worked on Portlandia as well as the Jim Gaffigan show the special without Brett Davis and the Chris Guthard show so I mean like it seems like and Fred Armisen obviously was in Portlandia as between, well between
0: yeah it's like Portlandia but it's mostly like this fool which um is another spanish-speaking show that he's a part of yeah, that
1: was of. one of my questions yeah if it was like that okay, you can go except with
0: this fool it has a much more traceable storyline and you're able to see the progression <laughs> of characters and the change these characters don't change too i know
1: much. i know one interview yeah i i they
0: seem like all static they're just, characters they're static but they're also like soap opera characters that's what mm-hmm. the show also reminds me of because people watch soap operas to learn languages all the time too because they have those very simple plots right without the love triangle stuff that's what this show kind of is, is it's just uh, between the educational TV show that you watch for Spanish, but also mixed with a satirized version of a soap
1: opera. Uh, yeah, just <laughs>
0: just craziness.
1: I know that one of the interviewers asked like Fred Armisen, they were like, so what arc does your character have? And he really couldn't answer it because that's the whole entire point. The characters, they yeah, don't just really plain change stupid that version much. of. Himself. You can go into your pros if you want. Uh,
0: OK, pros: small cast. So very easy to understand who everyone is. They're all very definable. Mm-hmm. Um, memorably weird. So even though it's got a low budget, it's like I don't understand why she's getting brainwashed, but I'm never going to forget that there's a character in the show that's getting <laughs> brainwashed or that that's one that loves to eat marbles or why trick a gay guy into getting married to a, a girl. Um, and then the subtitles also because you can't turn them off. They're actually ingrained in the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is cool. And then uh, it's also just an unexpected type thing. When you're prepared for the unexpected, usually it can't surprise you. Right. But this is so stupid that it can still. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes you laugh. Like, for instance, I laughed when there was the haunting at the Grievers because it was so bad and it was, like, so clearly people just in costume. Mm-hmm. The uh, the marble joke that I've mentioned so many times, the mirror joke. But mostly the funniest one is the moon where he goes outside to find his earring. He starts complaining to Ronaldo, uh, asks for him to go get him a beverage, which he does. <laughs> And then you see the illumination of that light from the moon in Ronaldo's perspective from the inside of the kitchen as he's opening the door. And so, like, (laughs) I don't know what that whole storyline is. The cons of the show, though, is that it looks cheap. The characters look like they just got out of bed and they act like they're improvising a lot. But that's intentional. Yeah, I was going to say that, like, adds to the quirk, doesn't it? But just imagine how many people watch the show, see that for what it is, and then just think, I'm not entertained by this. It looks so bad. And unless you're one of those people who likes the so bad it's funny, you're probably not going to like the show. Unfortunately, I don't think many people will have the patience for it. I'm surprised it got a second season. Nothing seems to matter as far as the plot line. Usually if there's no plot, I hate the show, but, like, this is sort of an exception to that rule. Um, It just feels like a bunch of random events thrown together. And uh, then they talk in very simple dialogue. So if you do understand Spanish, you might not like the show as much because you're just like, can we talk about something other than let's play sports or gracias or like, you know, just yeah simple Spanish. Simple Spanish.
1: Well, if you had to like rate the show overall, what would you give it?
0: This episode, I had to debate myself for a while. It was a six and then it was a seven and then it was back to a six. So it really fluctuated between those two. Um, it, it doesn't make me just like want to go and watch the rest of the series, but I can see where the creativity is. And I wanna give it credit for that. So for that reason, I give it a seven. It has less of a grasp on reality than even shows like Search Party, Into the Shadows, It's Always Sunny, Future Man, Atlanta. Uh, Well, Atlanta can actually turn super surreal, Um, but this is very absurd, and the settings and events can be so funny because of that, and it can also work to the show's detriment at times because you're just like, what am I wasting my time watching? Um, It also is kind of like uh, on my block. And sort of like Scooby-Doo without the van. They do have a dog <laughs> whose name is Fruity,
1: but we don't really see it in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so before I get into the reviews, I do have a game. This is three truths and one lie. I want to see if you can guess which one the lie is. Okay. All right, so the first scenario is the show is going to be eight episodes, unlike the first season, which had six. The second one is the first episode was shot before lockdown. Third is the show is inspired by Fred Armisen after a trip he made to Mexico City. And the fourth is Anna Fabrega, again, Tati, is directing the final two episodes this season.
0: Is it that the first episode was shot before the lockdown?
1: No, that's actually true. Okay. The the lie was the show is going to be eight episodes in like the first season, which had six. It's going to have six episodes. I don't know how I would have gauged
0: that from watching this. I don't feel like this is a fair game. (laughs) I call shenanigans.
1: Well, they wrote the scripts in 2019, uh, the season two scripts, and then they shot the first three episodes. And about halfway through, that's when shutdown happened. And it took two years before they finally finished season two, Mm -hmm. all in all, which is why it's coming out in 2022. It is based on a Mexico City trip. Fred Armisen went to Mexico, met a goth guy that did makeup, and he was so fascinated by him and again this is where I think like the whole entire Friends thing comes into play because he was like I guess kind of want to make a show about like horror prosthetics and special effects and making it into a different language. I guess this is his version
0: of Ash vs. the Evil Dead or whatever Mm -hmm. that show was called. Yeah. Like a Sam Raimi type thing if he was asked to if he was asked to produce the next Doctor Strange (laughs) horror film
1: that's that would be really interesting. Well they they all write for it and they all say for that, Doctor Strange? No, no, for this show. Yeah. They all write for it and they say that like they really don't have anything planned. They just see whatever is funny and then they decide to That's just have of improv, it in yeah. script. Yeah. No, <laughs> um and then Anna Fabrica, yeah, she is directing the final two episodes. She's the only one from the cast that is actually going to be directing any episodes so far. Tati, the little sister, is going to be directing. Yeah. That's
0: Weird. She's just so tiny compared to the rest of them. She looks like the youngest one. Probably isn't though. But like for her to be directing all of them is funny. Well, as
1: I said before, so I watched like the episode with you like about a month ago, and I was thinking myself it might just be like kind of mixed reviews or something like that. But the more and more I've learned about it, it has a huge fan base. It has a seven point four on IMDb. 100% 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for season one, season two had just four tomatoes, but it seems like critics and audiences alike, whoever is watching this all really, really enjoy it. Cool. I mean, you have AV Club, they graded the whole entire season. They gave it an A minus saying the latest batch also boasts comic chemistry between the main quartet, the Cole Symphony original music and choice soundtrack picks. So does that have like a good soundtrack? I wasn't paying attention <laughs> too much to the kind of
0: soundtrack, but it's cool that it's found a niche audience. And it's also funny, it doesn't really have a rule book. Like it can, it can say whatever <laughs> it wants. It can do whatever it wants yeah it, it, it's supposed to exist in a fictional place right right like, even though it's a latin like a, a spanish-speaking country or place it's they're not exactly
1: sure where it is right yeah no it, the place where it takes place like doesn't actually place. exist yeah and then it's Indie, like schmigadoon <laughs> indiewire called it ingenious called this uh season ingenious they said Los spookies is never preachy, nor is it particularly optimistic but the will of its characters is good yeah. and then collider said there are some moments where it finds itself rather lost in extraneous bits i can understand with a, a storyline yeah it doesn't mentioned. feel to have a message about anything other than let's learn spanish today. yeah <laughs> but they said however it always finds its way back to the comedic core when it needs to cool so like i said spike and binder he's the person who plays the water devil or the person who's inside uh what's the character's I name? i thought it was a girl okay uh, uh, andres yeah. yeah andres they're the person that play them they were actually a extra in the series finale of search party <laughs> which, oh. are, which i found interesting yeah. uh which john early actually was in the first four episodes or i think four episodes of the first season john early was in the first few episodes of los spookies Yeah, spookies? season one yeah that's four cool. episodes yeah and then you have uh bernardo velasco again ronaldo he studied actor he was actually a casting director and he said that it fell like he kind of fell into this role he didn't mean to but because he like saw that they were auditioning and because he was a casting director already knew kind of like what casting directors were looking can for can they do that Can a casting
0: director just
1: volunteer themselves and say, I cast myself? Well, I mean, no, no, no. He wasn't the casting director for the show. He oh. was just a casting director normally, and yeah. then he auditioned they, for the show. But can you apply to be a
0: casting director of a show and then cast yourself as like the main <laughs> character? I don't think so. Like, like think you try to probably. get onto like you work all your life casting per- perfect people for the right shows until you get like to the best
1: show <laughs> that you want to be in, and then you're like, you know, who would be great for this role? Me. <laughs> and then going back to Anna for Tati, the wardrobe designer originally wanted to make her character look more cool, but she herself was like, no, she she needs to look like absolutely like the worst (laughs) they all just look like they woke up and that their hair is a mess and uh, weird makeup
0: and yeah it's just strange
1: and yeah actually talking about the fictional non-american country that's Fred Armisen did that on purpose because he didn't want like the accent of all the different characters to be off he was just like so in order to do that you know what we're just going to make it take place in a fake uh, world and then if you've ever seen one of his comedy specials he actually
0: does a thing on accents where like he goes all across the uh, map usually in the US and talks about about how every single place has a different accent. Yeah, he
1: does on Jimmy Fallon a lot. Where yeah, he, Like there's different places for New York and yeah. Well, it hasn't been renewed for a third season yet. But no, I think. would that, It's the first episode that just came out. Well, yeah, I think that the, it took for the first season, for it to be renewed for the second season, like 10 days after the first season came out. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be renewed for a third season cool. at some point. So is, are you done? Yeah, that's All right, all well,
0: I, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye.